welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Threadbird. <laughs> bathroom a bunch of people do Seth good and top of it i don't know if gage is gonna leave any of this bit in or the bit before it but i was basically kind of weirdly talking in sim language and i think i've con- uh i've been contagious and infected matt with- either either that or my brain's finally scrambled itself yeah. in its own juices yeah that's what you do you scramble things in their own juices right yes okay sure how cook matt what's up to uh some stuff some stuff yeah um i teased this a little bit last week yeah. but um Anna and i were casting around for a show to watch uh last weekend and well uh let's see we're currently in the middle of blue planet 2 wizards of waverly place um she's been watching fixer upper um we've been watching as it's been coming out how i met your father and next level chef which i forgot to mention this when i talked about how i met your father but one of the characters in one of the first episodes has a coffee cup that's from the same coffee shop that they're at at the end of uh spider-man no way home and it's definitely proof that it's all part of the same universe okay so we decided anyway that we were going to watch Daredevil instead. Good lord. <laughs> well, so... I would not be able to stand <laughs> living in your house. <laughs> so Next Level Chef and How I Met Your Father is just once a week. We have our, our week that that episode comes out and then we watch it and right. it's, that's our thing. Um, Fixer Upper is basically just background noise if she wants something on while she's working on something in the evening. Um, Blue Planet is good kind of if we need something uh, chill that we can just pick up and put down very easily right. um wizards is short and funny we don't have like a serious show that we're watching yeah so daredevil fills that void it's absolutely ridiculous that you are watching like in the middle of so <laughs> many shows <laughs> i don't know how you do it it's absurd it's and i look down on you sir it's fine it, it's, <laughs> it's actually very logical and all makes a lot of sense all right but yeah we watched the first two episodes of daredevil um she had watched the car heart head door smash yeah was the thing that got her the first time through she tried to watch it on her own mm-hmm. so she's like if we watch it together and i can like hide my eyes and snuggle up against you when it gets scary and head smashy then we'll be okay yeah um so we got through the first two episodes and that's in the first two episodes? No, it's it's in the, at the end of the fourth episode. Oh, okay. But, oh my goodness, what a show. It is a fantastic show. Oh my goodness. Like, I love that feeling where you know something is really good and you know that you love that thing. And then when you actually experience it again, it's just yep. so much more than just the remembering that it's good. Yeah. So many little details fit together. You know, they've got like the, um, the blind drug mules that are like, carrying the the backpacks oh, yeah. with drugs through the city like five minutes into the first episode you see one of those guys in the background huh. just unbelievable attention to detail yeah. not, and then not to mention just you know the cinematography and the writing and the action and yeah. it's just it's beautiful top to bottom show and there's the yeah. hallway fight and it's ah uh, can't get over it so good show yeah jolly good show okay would have been a good moment for me to to, to vamp there while you took a sip of your water but i was it just kind of but i stunned you with my fantastic mm. british accent and a thing that, that was british not, people actually say that was right? not the word that i was going to use to characterize your british accent i found it rather insulting in fact okay 
you're I'm, I'm a couple slipping. sentences away from it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just started to get a little bit of the sh sound in there right at the end. I love that bit of you. That, like, whatever accent you do will always degrade into Sean Connery. <laughs> and you usually start really strong. It just always ends up Sean Connery. Yeah. Generally, Don't know how. Generally speaking, I'm not that bad at accents, but it's eventually going to slip into Sean Connery. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> that one I did on purpose. It's kind of yeah, forced. <laughs> um, yeah, Daredevil's really good. Um, I will not provide particular updates as I uh, continue through it, but I will say that and just get in on it and I'll, I'll talk about each season or yeah. so. Um, get in on it soon because it's leaving in March. It is. Although it's it, probably going gonna, somewhere else somewhere, you yeah. have access to. And also, if you don't have the dvd box set four or five times over you're living your entire life wrong so <laughs> um yeah i've been doing that and then uh in anticipation of batman coming out in like three weeks which batman coming out in like three weeks like three weeks. Ah! yeah life is good life is great life is really good uh she she's never gonna listen to this podcast i might be engaged by then Woo! depends on which weekend we choose right <laughs> um I started rereading my Batman comics. Oh, nice. That I have on my shelf. Uh, all of them or the ones? All of Well, I'm probably not going to read Black Mirror because I'm guessing that that won't have much relevance right. particularly. That one might be a good one to read when Batgirl starts ramping up because yeah. best Batgirl villain is her little psychotic brother. Yeah. Those weird blank glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Uh, I am planning to read, I haven't laid out exactly the order, but I am planning to read, I, well, I, I did read last night, Batman Year One, Okay, which is a good, one. good starting place. One. Um, if you... it's, it's such a good one. I love when there are comics that sell such a good story forever ago, mm -hmm. that they continue to be the basis from which other future comics are written yeah. of that character. Like, how he chose, like him sitting and staring at this bust of his father mm -hmm. while a bat crashes through the window is and always will be canonically how he decided the bat. Yep. Like that is the moment that was established in that comic mm -hmm. that is always going to be the thing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's some really iconic stuff in there. If you just want to jump in on Batman comics and don't know where to start, this is the place to do great it. One is a great one to do it. There's no mythology that they're really landing on. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's setting up a lot of the characters and it's also just a really solid story. Yeah. Gritty ground level Gotham at its ugliest, but yep. you got, uh, Jim Gordon and, uh, Batman just starting to clean up the streets bit by bit. Um, yep. there's a lot of Batman begins is drawn from mm -hmm. moments in the comic. It's very different story, of course, but yep. there's a lot of moments and sensibilities that overlap really nicely. I think. Um, and it's really quick, just four issues in and out and you're done. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So great starting place. Uh, that's where I'm starting on my reread. I don't know exactly what order I should read from here, but I'm planning to read long Halloween and dark victory. Uh, Catwoman went in Rome, um, Batman ego, of course, because, uh, Matt Reeves has specifically cited that one as being a point of inspiration for him. Yep. Um, and, uh, Haunted Night. I don't think I've read that one. I think you did. Did I? Yeah. It's not very memorable. It's just like little one-off stories. 
Oh. Is it in one of those collections? No. I don't think I did read it then. Pretty sure you did. Okay. Hmm. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So that's my plan. Um, I will keep updating as I finish particular things in that. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some things that I'm expecting the movie to take some inspiration from. And I also mm-hmm. want to see how it expands on. I might also do Dark Knight Returns. Okay. They'll be probably a little different, but I might yeah, throw that in there. None of those really follow the Riddler. No, not particularly. When we he, get to my house, I'm going to lend you Zero Hour. or ze- No, Zero Year. Okay. Uh, it's the New 52 Scott Snyder uh, mm-hmm. when Batman first shows back up in Gotham. Okay. And it's a Riddler thing. R- cool. Uh, in that... In that continuity the riddler is the first super villain to ever appear mm-hmm. um like as a costume super villain okay it's a whole thing with him so cool that might just be a good like because you know about the riddler but yeah you probably don't have a really solid understanding of like what he's like as a character no you get him a, a little one. bit in like yeah. hush a little bit in long yeah. halloween dark victory but he's always the one that's always been busted and like yeah like that he's, re- he's pretty underused mm-hmm like I feel like the Joker is overused, and all of and we get a bunch of really tiny little villains that pop up a lot. But like mm-hmm. that, like bottom of the A tier villains, like Bane, uh, Riddler, Scarecrow, they're so rarely used. Yeah, it's because they're saved for like the big arcs. Right. Like, I don't own um, the War of Riddles and Jokes, which is a um, twenty. 16, 2017, where the Riddler and the Joker mm-hmm. uh, declared war on each other. And apparently it's fantastic. And cool. I can't wait to get to it, but I don't have it. So I only have one. Thing Sounds like fun. It's about Riddler. So I'll give you that just yeah. so you can read a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else? Um, That's all I have been up to. I did buy some comics for my birthday. I went to Wizards Asylum and used nice. my little birthday reward. Support local companies. Says Com- Preston who buys a lot of Amazon. Comedies? Companies. Did I say, <laughs> did I say comedies? Sounded like comedies. Oh, I meant companies. But I don't buy from Amazon Prime stuff. I buy from uh, Half Price Books. Ah. Because <laughs> they're cheap. And I buy a lot. When you buy a lot mm-hmm. in like a big volume, you can't really afford to be yeah. persnickety about where you buy from. Yeah. List price. Yep. Yeah. So I bought, um, well, you remember like way back over the summer, I bought a single issue of a Swamp Thing, the currently running Swamp Thing run about like the first issue was mm-hmm. out. Um, and the comic part was pretty good, but it, you know, it's the ads every three pages yeah. nonsense that you have to deal with. So the collected edition for that, um, that's it. First bit of the series is out. Cool. Um, I think it's the first couple story arcs there. So I got that. Um, good. intrigued to see that. Bye. Uh, Ram V Ram V a, a truck. Apparently. Oh, is it Ram the fifth? I don't know. I bet it is. I think it's Ram V. I think it's an Indian name. Oh, like V-E-E? V. Or the letter V? Letter V. Might be the fifth. I can look it up. Okay. Um, Anything else you've been doing? Uh, and then I bought and have not read, because uh, I always do this when I go to a local comic shop. I yeah. try to find something that just looks interesting on the mm-hmm. store. Um, I got uh, a book called The Autumnal. which The I'd Autumnal? Co- yep. It's a Vault Comics horror comic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know anything about it, but I liked the cover art and... Uh, I don't know. I flipped through a couple pages and I thought, well, this looks interesting. Let's give it a shot. So I'll let you know how that goes, but I'm just 
putting that out there so people can read along with me because right. that's what this podcast is for to tell all of our thousands of fans about yeah. uh, the things that we're going to do and then they can experience them at the same time as us yeah anyway <laughs> i'd love at some point though to be able to like if we do actually garner a following mm -hmm. like anytime we review something get like a thread somewhere where everyone who's like read it or wants to read it or like has read it talks about it mm -hmm. and like talks about our thoughts on it because we're the center of everything anyway anything else um i think that's it yeah i haven't been up to a whole lot all right uh well i've been up to some stuff uh i so i started queen's gambit i got two episodes in i haven't, haven't had a chance a solid chance to go back and finish it um and i are still watching the Americans. I'm keeping up with Vox Machina and Peacemaker. I oh, how is Peacemaker? I'll get to it in a second. Okay. Uh, I'm also uh uh we started watching Shit's Creek. Okay. Um. Yeah, a lot of shows that we're in the middle of. What a terrible thing! How could you do such a thing? This is truly an awful way to live your life, you monster. <laughs> Oh, I love that I set that up. Oh, that was good. So intentionally. That was good. That little ago. that little smirk on your face <laughs> makes me regret that we're not doing video right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am, I'm doing a whole bunch of shit. Americans, we haven't progressed a whole lot yet. Shit's Creek. I'm having trouble getting into it. Uh, we we got about four episodes in and haven't touched it since. She loves it. Okay. Um, I... I know the characters aren't supposed to be likable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can get on board with that. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Like, I, I don't know. Have I ever liked something where the character is intentionally not likable? I love... Well, I guess... I, so, Order of the Phoenix. Umbridge. Mm -hmm. I love how hateable she is. Yeah. But you have good guys to sympathize, sympathize That's with. That's true. Yeah. I feel like there's something else where I, like, I've appreciated that nobody's likable. Uh, the Office comes pretty close. I don't really like The Office. There you go. I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the first episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I got to give it more time and also, like get more invested like watch it more mm -hmm. instead of having watched the first episode a month ago the second and third episodes when like i wasn't actually really wanting to watch it we were just like sitting there and she just started watching it so like i wasn't really yeah. wanting to watch it i gotta give it its proper that's fair do attempt mm -hmm. um so i'm not gonna make any judgments on liking it or not it's just i'm struggling with it right now but i gotta dedicate into it and i'll get into that mindset in a little bit okay um uh, Vox Machina, I love it. Cool. Uh, I mentioned it last week. Vox Machina is an Amazon Prime original that is, uh, it is an animated show about, animated show, uh, that's adapting Critical Role, the D&D podcast, mm -hmm. uh, their first campaign where they picked up. Uh, the first two episodes are an original, not having been done, uh, thing to just kind of get you into the characters because mm -hmm. when they started campaign one they were like level 
like 12. They were into the campaign and mm-hmm. they just decided that like they've been doing it for years and they just decided to start recording it. Okay. And so there was never really a strong attempt to explain the character or anything because they didn't think they were going to get a following. Um, and so they kind of needed to do that with the first two episodes instead sure. of just jumping in where episode one of campaign one happened. That makes sense. Uh, they had to like give it a little bit of like, Hey, look, these are things that they did. They fought a person and like, here's some abilities and stuff like that. Um, then they start with where campaign one is, uh, starts the Briarwood thing. And it's, it's so good. Did you ever watch, um, Invincible? Nope. You should watch it. It's pretty good. I should. Um, it's like that. Uh, this gives me no frame of reference whatsoever. Uh, anime animated cartoony, but also really gory and like, like it's hard R. Okay. Um, fun. And it's like, like they make the jokes. They don't do D and D gimmicks. Like mm-hmm. the jokes that we talked about last week where, uh, with, uh, the D and D movie, right. They can do gimmicks about how the game runs. They don't really do that, but they make these references to the campaign, but none of them are really forced. Okay. So like you got the guy who's struggling to, uh, un- unlock a door. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that's recurring in all of their campaigns. It's just like, they just struggle <laughs> with the lock picking all the time for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, there's one scene where somebody's standing on a table and the table is the, uh, custom built, uh, D and D table they use for their critical role. filming. Sweet. It's just like tiny little references to the show and stuff like that. Uh, and every episode there is a, uh, non-named character in the background that looks like Matt Mercer and all of like, all of the non-named characters are all voiced by Matt Mercer. (laughs) <laughs> fan, like uh, the male characters they, uh-huh. have, they get female characters that's but like, fun and it's a stacked cast too like mm-hmm. they had david Tennant in it they have wow. the woman who did uh azula and like a bunch of other stuff is one of the uh, main bad okay. guys okay okay uh matt is one of the main bad guys right sure. now uh i don't think they're gonna do that later yeah they have just like uh, tom hanks plays the villain of polar express right as well and as all the, the other and characters the hero and this i get like yeah it's kind of like that like where he because he's such a talented okay. voice actor yeah um but it's like I love seeing like on TikTok, people will take the bits from the clips from the show and then compare it to what, how that happened like in the Mm -hmm. D and D or like when they played it. And it's amazing how similar they are because I always need to be reminded that the people, these are people who are playing D and D they're nerds, but they're also really talented and experienced voice actors, Mm -hmm. actors who are, and are really in their characters and like these scenes. So there's this one like really early on where a guy is like, uh, he kind of like gets, uh, blacks out and like gets really scary and angry and violent. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just like staring at somebody pointing a gun at him. Cause he's like, he's a tinker and he's got a gun mm-hmm. and like, they play those two together and it's like the exact same. And in the show, nice. it's like this, you're, you're in it. Like this, you buy mm-hmm. it. It's like great voice acting. And then you look at them doing it in D and D and it's the same. And it shows that like when they're just playing D and D, they're putting all of their skill mm-hmm. and experience and talent into just playing D and D. And it shows like, it shows you why critical role is so successful mm-hmm. is because you, it, it's, it draws you in so much because of the talent mm-hmm. and the show is just fantastic and I love it. And like, there are things that have changed like different stuff. Sure. Uh, there's one tiny, 
tiny little thing that they did in the show that actually is has spurred a theory about campaign three um mm-hmm. that like because now they're in campaign three and they're started in campaign three just like the normal campaign they're referencing stuff that's happened in campaign one mm-hmm. uh there's a character who uh laudna who is d- dead and now alive she doesn't remember how she died or how she came back alive, but she's like this necrotic woman and like mm-hmm. is terrifying. Uh, and she said she used to work for the Briarwoods, who are the main villains of this first campaign. So like we're seeing like they were the main villains that you have to fight that you had to that they fought in the beginning of campaign one. It's their current villains right now in the first mm-hmm. season of Vox Machina, and uh, based on her descriptions in campaign three. And this woman who was given a chance to blah, 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 and killed by the Briarwoods in the show, people were like, holy shit, is that Laudna? Like, is like, is, are we like seeing? Because again, like all of the people, all the cast of Critical Role wrote the show. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously played, did the show first. Sure. And then they are now writing the show. All of them are, they're the ones who were responsible for writing the show. Yeah. So they have all of the control. They didn't just like give the campaign footage uh, to somebody, some writer to yeah, write yeah, it. Yeah. So like it would totally track Marisha, who's that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the chief creative officer or the creative director or one of them mm-hmm. of critical role. Mm-hmm. It would totally track that. She chose that opportunity to be like, I like it. I can play with this and like blend all this together because it is one coherent world. Oh, that's fun. Creators getting to like fully realize their vision. Yeah. And it's, it's so much fun. It's like, you don't even need to understand D and D. They're I fun, don't. They're fun characters. It's they're twenty minute episodes. They blitz mm-hmm. by. Like they're really compelling characters. They're great actors. Is it just on YouTube? Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Like cool. It concatenates all of the compelling story of Matt Mercer's ability to tell a story and all of these actors, like mm-hmm. everything, into a like into an animated show, like. Nice. Each episode, I think each episode, if I had to ballpark, is an episode of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Those are three hours to 20 minutes. So, like, it. That's impressive. Like, so it takes this, like, in depth story, and it does cut out some fat, I well, think. Well, sure. Um, like, when uh, there's a guy that they kill uh, mid season, where if you look at the campaign clips, uh matt is holding a f- hand over his eye like that character got his eye injured mm-hmm. that's not a thing that's happening in the show so they just probably just cut out tiny little aspects but like yeah it's um how they're handling one of the characters uh is a big actual is an as an actual actor for shows and stuff mm-hmm. and had this recurring issue in the first two campaigns where she had to be gone for long stretches of time mm-hmm. they had to explain why she would just disappear uh and they <laughs> they've given her a little bit of like character side character story that they cut to every once in a while and so okay. that. but I, I suggest it it's uh the last i think the last three episodes they come out in chunks of three mm-hmm. last three episodes are coming out next week so you've got nine of the 12 out right now Sweet. solid three hour watch right now yeah but good stuff all right uh peacemaker did you like the new suicide squad show or movie um i was it, there was a lot I liked about it, but on the whole, I did not particularly what enjoy it. What did you like about it? Um, I liked the the creativity of it. Um, just, I mean, the example that always comes to mind is like the um, the 
uh, diegetic titles. Right. We're going to do a little thing like the, the, the junkyard or the, the junk on yeah. the rooftops one is the really cool one. I um, mean, just, you know, doing things differently. Um, I liked that it kind of explored some different emotions at times, like the, um, just the, the line at the end from Starro through the, the general, I was happy floating, staring at the stars. Just, it touches, tinges on that little bit of sadness that you wouldn't expect in something like that. And just, um, the, the, just finding a different perspective on things, different approach. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, really aggressive racists they're pretty great (laughs) as being the villains oh yeah that's fine okay uh i did enjoy the new watchman show that's true you might like it okay i think you might like it um i generally do like watching racists and or nazis get it killed in fiction yeah um I'm genuinely enjoying it. Uh, I'm okay. gonna, I'd put it at about. I'm gonna put Vox Machina, by the way, at like a strong eight, maybe a nine. Sweet. It may just be roasted into glasses that I love D and D. I love Critical Role. I love everything they do. Yeah. So like, I just love the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just it's super easy, super consumable, and good. Um, it's all you need. Uh, Peacemaker. I'll probably put it at like a strong seven. Okay. Week eight. Um. So the best thing they do is absolutely like dissect isn't a strong enough word. Mm -hmm. Like just completely pick to pieces the psyche of peacemaker. All right. Atomize. It feels so good. Huh? Atomize. Atomize. Yeah. So it's, so his dad have you heard anything about his dad? White Dragon. White Dragon. The racist. <laughs> like he, he, He's got the haircut and everything. He's got the haircut. He is like, I mean, it's literally you uh, You follow him. When he, he goes to his dad's house and they follow him. And it's, uh, there's a TV show on called Fact Attack with an angry, somewhat pudgy guy screaming at the screen with the graphic to his right. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that is? Do you know no. what it is? Yeah, I know what it Info is. InfoWars. And so, like, it's really obvious yeah. the whole time. Like, they, uh, like, and it's not... There's a different realm of being obvious versus just, like, I don't know. Gratuitous? Gratuitously the racist stereotype. Yeah. Trump supporter, everything. He's yeah. got the upside-down American flag, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peacemaker, he hates his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he's like the absolute perfect, like he's like calls him a pussy all the time. Like, mm-hmm. like if, he, if there's anything about him, that's not like the perfect, like, uh, toxic masculine, yeah. like everything, then he's, he hates him. Yeah. Um, uh, and he just wants to, uh, like please his dad because, uh, mm-hmm. there was a really strong moment in the most recent episode, uh, of him saying the line, uh, you to to something i'm not gonna spoil it but like Mm -hmm. you and another person are the only people who have ever actually loved me and like it's and that's not been a secret Mm -hmm. that that's what he struggles with from the beginning yeah like it i want to go back and watch suicide squad after watching this because it gives him such a strong depth of character of like what like 
what he struggles with. He struggles with having people he can trust Mm -hmm. uh, with like growing connections and Mm -hmm. stuff like that with like what he does on his own. Like Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, he's got the phrase, uh, I believe in peace and I don't care how many uh, men, men, women and children I have to kill to to get (laughs) whatever. Like they start dissecting that from minute three. And like, they put that in front of his face. and It's like, you say this, what about this thing? And he's like, well, I, Ah, like the moment he starts like facing resistance on what he thinks are his ideals mm-hmm. he immediately starts like backing down and trying to like figure out and it's kind of what they do with episode one of loki yes yes loki's that's a very good exa- uh comparison nailed it like it's he's he's a villain but he like he's a he's an anti-hero he thinks he's an anti-hero so he mm-hmm. wants to be the hero and he's trying to be but he like is starting to realize that everything he's ever done is a villain. Yeah. And like everyone thinks he's a villain. And like, yeah. the, like the recurring joke, like from the beginning is like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm a hero. He's like, do you have a, um, uh, not menagerie. Basically ask him if he has a rogues gallery. Uh, and he's like, no, cause I kill everyone. That's like my man. He's like, well, so you're a, a villain. Like what? <laughs> and like, he, he's constantly thrown every flaw about his ideals and mm-hmm. what makes him who he is is thrown in his face relentlessly. Oh, like it. And it like beats him down so hard. Yeah. And honestly, John Cena, surprising good acting chops. Yeah. When he like, I don't think we've really seen him be someone who gets dejected and sad and like gets really morose, mm-hmm. but he like, there's just one scene. I don't think we've seen him in the first place. <laughs> Uh, there's one scene where he just plays home sweet home by some band that I've never heard Mm -hmm. on piano, the whole thing. It's just him sitting alone in a room playing that song Mm -hmm. and they contextualize why that song, the next episode Mm. and it just hits and like, (laughs) it's also apparently it's actually John Cena playing the actual piano in that scene, which is cool. Yeah. And it's hilarious to see his fat, <laughs> fat WWE fingers <laughs> playing that. Um, and like they have uh, a character who is uh, so there's Adrian Chase, otherwise known as Vigilante, mm-hmm. who uh, first appeared in the Teen Titans, and he's just this guy. He's a, like a, he's a villain who's like he's an anti-hero. He's kind of the same mentality mm-hmm. uh, that I think they're applying to peacemaker and making peacemaker a little bit more like uh regretful of everything mm-hmm. uh but in the comics that's what kind of vigilante is is he's like uh i will kill everyone i believe in like truth and justice like he was a lawyer i think mm-hmm. and like uh he wants to, he thinks he's a hero but he's a bad guy okay basically. um in this they make him an absolute doofus <laughs> complete buffoon idiot every single like <laughs> nothing he does but he's also like a really competent fighter but that's like all he's good at okay is he's like he's so stupid and it's like it's really funny to see like have him next to peacemaker who's like a little bit of a doofus and an idiot and mm-hmm. like and so like they kind of click on some things but then sometimes like uh you've got vigilante says something stupid peacemaker's like what the f- is wrong with you you're so stupid like and there's just, like no really gray area with it and like vigilante's like ah i'm peacemaker's best friend and vigilante or peacemaker's like i he, he doesn't leave me alone kind of thing like that like, <laughs> and so that's like a fun dynamic and then you've got the team of people and they're mm-hmm. all like all oh, their dynamic is really good sure it's honestly it's a really fun show it's fully james gunn mm-hmm. given freedom to make a show 
Um, yeah. Really intriguing character. Uh, and given full like ratings freedom. I like it. It does go a little strong on the cursing. Yeah. Like um, kind of the Rick and Morty issue where like, yeah. oh, I can say, f- I will say it every seven seconds. And mm-hmm. it just starts to like get a little overwhelming. Sure. Uh, but I feel like it, as you start getting invested in the show, that at least kind of like goes in the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you, they still, they don't, I don't think they really stop as saying it as much, mm-hmm. but it becomes less of your focus and more of like right. watching Peacemaker absolutely deconstruct everything that makes him who he is. Yeah. The, the, the problem with Rick and Morty doing it is not the, the F word itself. It's that it replaces what yeah. was ordinarily pretty witty humor. And that's one of the big selling points of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, we've got one episode left. Okay. Um, so we'll see how they wrap it up. I mm-hmm. really like what they're doing with it so far. Okay. Uh, they, I don't see, so we talked last week that, uh, Jurassic Park has no clue where it's going. Yeah. Uh, this seems to have a very clear ending in, okay. uh, one good way. Uh, there is a few characters that will either die and I will be sad that they die or, uh, a Deus Ex Machina fix to the whole thing that has not been alluded to will mm-hmm. happen. Honestly, totally see James Gunn killing him. Probably. Because he's done it. Yeah. A lot. Like, I, yeah. I, I, they may die. I will be sad about it, but I, I will be satisfied about it. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I like those characters, but yeah. like, they, shit happened and they died. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Honestly, I would, I would totally watch. I don't know why I'm saying honestly, like I clearly Mm -hmm. I would totally watch the second season. Cool. Even if this ends really weakly, like Mm -hmm. it's hard to end a show kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd still watch the second season. I like the characters enough. I want to see what he's like after all of this, like redemption arc, basically. Yeah. I want to see it. So I have two follow up questions. One, do you think uh, James Gunn? Uh, wrote the peacemaker character version that we saw in suicide squad with at least some semblance of this yes. background and i have a feeling he had the entire peacemaker story written or like ideaed okay. already because there's a lot of people have been taking clips of suicide squad and saying mm-hmm. watch his reaction now that you've seen what you've seen like there's one in the bus, interesting like mm-hmm. and, like where they're talking about it's like oh yeah like my dad made me do blah 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 and you just see peacemaker's face just kind of go like like his reaction to it mm-hmm. completely makes sense with every single bit that we know. Cool. Even things that like have been revealed just recently about mm-hmm. certain things of his past, like all of that totally explains that face and other things in that movie. So mm-hmm. completely James Gunn knew what Peacemaker's backstory was. I like it. When he wrote Suicide Squad. Second. Second question. Uh did we need this show? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, I think that there's a lot of ambiguity with Peacemaker's backstory, Mm -hmm. uh, that we could just leave him as being the villain. Sure. Um, but I, no, we don't need it. We didn't need it. Okay. But it does such a great job of allowing that movie and everything about Peacemaker's role in it to mm-hmm. continue to carry the same weight it did when you watched it initially mm-hmm. and still giving you more. I like it. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish in any way uh, because this is a seat. This comes after. So mm-hmm. all of his growth is a post suicide squad thing. Right. And so it, it doesn't give you 
Like, oh, like... It's not a solo problem. Solo, exactly. Like, where it's like, why is he now redeemed and then such a piece of shit in four? Yeah. Um, So, didn't need it. Definitely worked itself. I'm kind of in my own head now because I asked you that question. Then I started asking myself, well, do we need anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do we we need movies at all? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, we didn't. There was no necessity for it. But, like, it's... Peacemaker is such a just no one gives a shit hero or uh, character in the comics. Like Mm -hmm. his backstory is very different in the comics, Mm -hmm. but I love this character. This may be one of the few times if I can't think of anything off the top of my head that it's been like this, but like Mm -hmm. I love this character over everything that it is in the comics. Nice. Good job, James Gunn. I need more of James Gunn doing the gritty DC stuff because he does it good. I really liked Suicide Squad because of just how he, like, handles that it's a DC comic 80s kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, I like his style when he's not restricted by Marvel Disney uh, vibe limitations. Yeah. Like, just give him the freedom to do whatever the the he wants to do with... Mm -hmm characters and he'll, i think he'll give you a good movie or a good show yeah i need to watch what else has he done uh some inappropriate jokes on twitter yeah everything like i he and james uh jj abrams mm-hmm. constantly get confused swapped in my head so i'm like <laughs> he did start no he didn't do star trek because that was jj abrams yep. and i was like he did uh he did the the evil superman no that was jj abrams no that was that was james gunn, that was james gunn. okay he might not have been the good? no apparently oh. um <laughs> uh he might have just been a producer on that not an oh, actual like yeah. i don't know how deeply credited he was i don't yeah i don't remember because if he was working on that that would have been around the same time he was working on suicide squad mm-hmm. and when that movie was happening was that before or after the twitter thing where he got kicked off guardians 3 uh kind of all around that okay because it was I like think. i didn't know the timeline of that because that would yeah. explain if like there would be i could i could probably guess the story or at least you know uh superficially conceptualize what the story is behind like the order of events with him working on that versus working on because when he got let go from guardians 3 he was pretty quickly hired for suicide squad and mm-hmm. so he always had like the main focus passion project i can't imagine that he would like have put all of his effort into the bright bright burn bright burn but so that's that let's see uh he directed slither in 2006 that was a movie that i'm sort of aware of maybe he doesn't do horror well could be um oh he did the the rain wilson movie super in 2010 where rain wilson dresses up as a superhero and uh, his tagline is shut up crime hmm which is fun uh i think not great oh okay anyway you know maybe he's a up and coming because it's also like he grew he did his whole thing through crude comedy he's Mm -hmm. perfected crude comedy so when you are giving him the ability to do crude comedy Mm -hmm. he does well yeah so like guardians is it's a little little spicy comedy not crude comedy. So like right. you get a little good funny moments in there occasionally, but like you can kind of see it's like tempered and compressed. 
beyond recognition kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like when you shout into a mic and then compress it. It's just like, ah, that didn't sound good. Yeah. That didn't go good. Yeah. But then you give him Suicide Squad and Peacemaker chance to like do comedy. He does like Peacemaker's kind of funny. Like it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's the I, I ignore everything that I just said. It's not about the comedy. It's about the character. Maybe he's just maybe this is just his character. Yeah. Maybe he's not like a super fantastic writer director, but like peacemaker, he just it just works for really him. Really worked for him. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Stop making generalizations about people's ability to make movies and stuff when they do one really good one. Because three hundred was really good, and Watchmen was really good. And then everything he did after that was still angry. Like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So that's all the things I've been watching. Uh, that's not true. She and I just watched uh, the first two Night of the Museums. Oh. Weirdly good. Yeah, the first I one. Don't... I haven't seen the second one, I don't think, but the first one's entirely solid. Yeah. I And remember how I've talked about how uh, I feel un... I feel like every movie needs a cost to the victory? Mm-hmm. I think I found an exception is underdog stories. Okay. She and I also watched the American Underdog, which I always forget what I've... Because I haven't talked about that either. I don't even know what that is. The American Underdog. It's the Zach Levi. You know what that is. It's oh, the yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Oh, we did talk about it? Okay. Over jalapeno wine. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> we didn't talk about it on the podcast, though. Right. Uh, so that's an underdog story. And then uh, not a museum's an underdog story. And there's not yeah. really a cost to either victory. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe like an underdog story is one of the exceptions to that. And I want to explore that a little bit more. I want to. Okay. Maybe there's a whole like content saga for us of like endings because then we've also talked about how hard it is to end a series yep like we could talk about like endings and how like satisfying endings like mm-hmm. uh ambiguous endings like all those kind of things like talk about those that might yep. be good engage hey, text me that so i can throw it on our ideas list endings endings yeah not a museum totally solid i was not expecting it to be good i enjoyed it a lot yeah museum battle the smithsonian kind of fun a whole lot of like plot holes and things like uh who's gonna do we never get an explanation as to why everything is massively destroyed because like <laughs> and I, I thought it bothered me about the first one too is like pretty early on rex uses his tail and swipes the center the front desks across the room mm-hmm. and then by the time it's morning everything's all put back together and neat yeah who did that <laughs> toy story logic yeah and then it's like it's worse with that at the museum because there's a point where uh, literally all of the planes are flying around everywhere and crashing in anything, so they mm. broke all of the strings holding them. Right, and then you have uh, living um, Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, from the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. crashing in through the building to stop oh. stuff. Yeah, uh, that's uh, gonna leave a mark. That's gonna leave a mark. So like, what happened to that? Um, so. Yeah, and Amy Adams, fun as ever, being super sure, super forties. When was Amelia Earhart? Thirties, thirties, super thirties. That was close. Uh, so it was pretty fun. Cool. Uh, we're probably gonna watch the third one. Probably gonna be terrible. I'm sure. Uh, I also. So I've been talking a while about how I've been playing both Witcher and Red Dead. Mm-hmm. I needed to fish, finish fish. I needed to finish one of them. <laughs> And so I just chose Witcher. I was like, I'm going to dedicate time to finishing this. Okay. And I finished the main story. I kind of blitzed through it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Cool. There's, uh, 
multiple ways you can end it depending there are like certain things throughout the kind of last part of the story that if you do them if you do if you, like you make a choice positive and negative point and then mm-hmm. there are three possible endings and it did a great job because i was like oh i want that ending and so like i knew i needed to get one negative point and i'd already done the negative point because i fixed up earlier and i was like cool i'm gonna get the rest of the positive points and i'm gonna get that ending nice <laughs> get to like the end of it and they're like and the, the one of the endings is like the character siri uh becomes a witcher mm-hmm. um there's like emperors empress where you have to a certain thing she becomes the new emperor cool uh and i messed that up and i was like fine i want her to be witcher because she's my daughter and i want her to be here with me not mm-hmm. be corrupt by a politician and then she dies like the bittersweet one but like you win uh, and i was like cool i'm gonna go for the witcher one and then like he goes and uh girl goes and talks to the emperor uh because he's alive mm-hmm. when not doing that top one and he's like yeah she's dead she died doing it. i was like ah shit what and like while the plays or all the thing is uh going i'm like looking at like back at my guide i'm like what did i miss why is she dead damn it <laughs> and then she's alive you were just tricking the emperor so that she can go and become a witcher and i was like oh thank uh, god <laughs> that's fun uh they got me even though i knew what the ending was gonna be mm-hmm. um and it was pretty good and then uh so what cd project red who makes the witcher games and also mm-hmm. made the cyberpunk 2047 2077 2049 is the Blade Runner. Right. Um, so they have a whole thing. I don't know if it's like for if all games they do, but they release all their DLCs for free. Hey, um, that's a good thing to do. And so I had the two expansions and I was like, I, so I finished the main quest. Uh, I might as well do the expansions if I have them. And so like I started working on it and then like I started doing one of the quests. I was like, I'll do this. It's probably like a few quests, just little things. It's like, all right, we're going to go to Tucson open an entirely new region full of like a bunch of quests. And then I went to like, look at the guide thing mm-hmm. of the expansion. It's like, Oh yeah. Uh, it's a whole new main quest, uh, 40 extra hours of gameplay, a whole oh, new, snap. like, I was like, Oh shit. And the other one's like a little less. Like I got two of them. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Oh, all right. I guess I got to do this then. Yeah. And so I just like, instead of me like rushing through, like I did like to get to the end of the right. main quest, I was like, all right, I'm going to like settle. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy like the expansion. I'm going to yeah. watch all of the cutscenes like fully through instead of like spacing and skipping through once I like skim the subtitles. Yep. And so earlier I had mentioned something about like getting into it and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of not, I was losing interest in both Witcher and Red Dead. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I was only playing again. Like when I read books, when I only read like a chapter at a time, I just don't get into it and like, yeah. I lose interest. I was losing interest in The Witcher. I am fully back in love with it again like I was when I started Good. playing it. And I just need to, you know, I'm just going to let myself, if I end up forgetting what's happened recently in Red Dead, I will uh, go back. You can go back and play recent missions. I'll go back and play those recent missions in the chapter and mm-hmm. kind of like get my thing back. But like, I'm just going to enjoy The Witcher. I'm going to play all of it. I'm going to do, I'm going to go back. I There's a whole region where like you, I went to, and it was close to the end of the story, so like I didn't go and do all of the areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go back and do that. I'm gonna go and do all the main quests or all the side quests and everything. I'm just gonna get back into playing it, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, uh, it's <clears throat> it's it. Not I mean the the main story is compelling. I'm I'm not. I'm only like 
when it the first three quests of the main story of the big expansion uh are like rapid succession your succession you're under a time limit or not time limit but like it's mm-hmm. like oh shit we're like running out of time and like you can stop after the second one and go do a whole bunch of stuff and then mm-hmm. but i was like you know what? when it's under a time thing i'm gonna do the time thing i want to feel the game that's why I like so many games end on like a timeline or like on a um you're on a clock right and that's why i just like blitz through the rest of the game all the time and so like i get to a new big area but like the time the time's already ticking and yep. like i rush through it and then i leave like the ending of games so or like the the last area or a bunch of like quests and stuff just untouched mm-hmm. um but uh it's compelling i've stopped the main quest for right now so that i can go and do all of the side ones because sure uh but no i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it a lot so good, it's good glad game. to hear it it's a great game glad to hear it i think that's pretty much all i've been doing cool yeah i uh i'll finish one of these shows i'll talk a little bit more about them next time but mm-hmm. all right shall we we shall Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and most other places that fine podcasts are purveyed. I used the word sold last time. I'm going with purveyed this time because it's a a nice word. Sounds a little dirty, but it's a nice word. Not SoundCloud, though. Not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Can we we kill that bit now? No. Um, We're on social media, sort of nominally at this point, but, you know. Give it a follow. Check it out. We'll uh, we'll have more stuff eventually. Um, that's Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. Instagram that same handle at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have a Gmail, Just Us Losers Pod at Gmail where you can. I don't know. I'm running out of things. Bionicles. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, next week we'll be talking more news. I think there's a good chance we'll have a lord of the rings trailer at that point um lord of the rings the rings of power which is it's not rise of skywalker bad but it's a pretty bland subtitle as far as subtitles go so i think that's everything thanks for listening bye 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 bye